guys, welcome to Glad Trad Podcast. How's it going? This is Rudy. And I'm Jordan. At least last time I checked, I was. Welcome back, and we're happy to have you again. And this episode, we're going to be talking about how to survive uh, holidays as a trad. So, uh, happy early Thanksgiving, first off, Rudy. Yeah, thank you. I've already had two Wait, what? Thanksgiving <laughs> events. Two Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving events. Yeah. Not even the full thing. Just yeah, like so the third one's gonna be the charm. You've had that's three you're gonna have. Yeah. It's not fair. How many how much family do people love you? Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did one for one of our uh, family members who's doing traveling uh in on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, just today, it was an awesome day. I, <laughs> I went, to went into work and we had a, a work Thanksgiving, which was really cool because we got the, the rest of the day off after. Okay, so I think in festivities. there's a there's a certain kind of ecological sin you have to confess with that because the amount of of yeah, uh, we, yeah of, all the turkey, all the turkey, all of it that died. Yep. Man, dude, I don't know. That's when you got to talk to the bishop about. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, still, happy early Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this, it is only a few days until Turkey Day. And uh, you, congratulations. You are now the only traditional Catholic in the family. You're going Surprise. back. Surprise. Who'd have thunk? You're going back home with Uncle Joe and your crazy Aunt Betty and mom and dad and your sister who you hate, but you really do love. And Uncle Joe just so happens to be a, a deacon. Oh, yeah. A deacon, permanent deacon. Deacon Joe. Yeah. Deacon Joe. Deacon Joe, you know, he's obsessed with guitars, by the way. He's the one, he's the, one with the tambourine in mass, actually, right on the altar. Uh, so for this, we figured that as a traditional Catholic, how do you survive Turkey Day the trad way? Because I think for you too, right? You're the only traditionalist in your family. Yeah, for the most part. Actually, I think I'm probably the only practicing Catholic in my family. Ooh, can we get some Fs in the chat, please? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> please pray for me. Can we get some some Oran's postures, please? In the chat? <laughs> can we get some sad reacts only? Oof. So not only so not so you're going home, and it's not only that you're you're Catholic, but you're you're the you're the worst kind. You're the Latin one. Yeah, well, you know, there's Catholics in our family, but uh, let's just say they aren't the most intentional Catholics. Okay. Yes. Yeah, cafeteria. Yes, mm -hmm. there are some of those, and there are some that uh, completely reject some of the dogmatic uh, teachings of the church. Yeah. So yeah. that's always hard. That's hard, yeah, especially yeah. if you come and dogma you were like it's here i'm, I'm not straight straying from it whatsoever yeah luther was as a heretic <laughs> <laughs> whoops i mean glad how do i spin that gladly uh luther was that's nah, a heretic that's a glad yeah. thing to say i'm fortunate because i come from a still a very strong uh i would say they're like the jp2 conservative catholic type you know, that I call it like that's a backbone of America kind of Catholic type mm -hmm. where my traditionalism is more of a they're like, congratulations, like that's awesome. And then they continue digging into their ham. Wow, that's of. great. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pleasant. You know, I don't know if I'd rather trade that for like the three turkey days you're obviously having, but it's it's a pleasant, it's a it's a better environment. But it's not a perfect environment because I actually I actually do have an uncle deacon in my family, oh, by the really? way. Yeah, that's that's Uncle Roger. That's T.O. Roger uh who is deacon but he is he is a very good man so i actually want to talk to him about that because he runs a, a catholic bookstore in albuquerque new mexico hashtag oh, cool. holy family what <laughs> and so uh they actually they have one 1962 missile they keep it constantly in stock but apparently wow. they have them getting bought up little by little in albuquerque so that's neat yeah i remember um 
before I was discerning to be a priest, but then afterwards, you know, uh, I started <laughs> that down a different road. And uh, then I was like, you know what? It would be really cool to be a permanent deacon. And I, I purchased this book. It was called uh, The Joy of Being a Deacon. And I, I never read it. Mm. It was it was just something that I kept on my bookshelf. <laughs> just, to, just to flex on all the other Catholics that come home. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking discerning being a deacon. Yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe we should explain that a little bit. In the traditional rite, there aren't mm. permanent deacons. Um, there are transitional deacons mm. that are... A transitional deacon is a person who is uh, on their way towards being a priest. Uh, whereas in the new rite, they have permanent deacons. So that's you know men men who can get married. And yeah. I think you have to be married. You have before. to be married before you become a deacon. Right. And so, then you can have a family. Yeah, so oftentimes it's, it's kind of those like men who are already sort of pillars inside their churches mm -hmm. my uncle did that next step to become a deacon and yeah. now he can he can do baptisms mm -hmm. um which he's done for a number of the the little tykes of my family mm -hmm. um is that pretty much the only sacrament that they can confer? yeah and they just assist the priest at the mass. yeah they assist the priest mm -hmm. at the mass of course you'll see the deacon oftentimes will read the gospel yes which is something that happens by the way in the in the tridentine mass as well mm -hmm. a lot if there's if there's a subdeacon at mass mm -hmm. um it's a cool thing. I mean, listen, I, I, it's it's wonderful. Uh, it's it's nice to see holy men doing their sort of thing. Uh, I was never going to say I was going to be a deacon someday, but I made that compromise too. I was like, yeah. you know, I could be a deacon someday after I'm married 30 yeah. years. Uh -huh. Now I'm like, eh, I'm going to let the professionals handle it. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to be a dad. So, so what's it like? Okay, so you're with your extended family. Mm -hmm. And as a traditional Catholic, what are the sorts of like pitfalls? Do they Do they give you any grief for it? Extended family otherwise, or is it just kind of something that, oh, that's nice, Rudy, then they go back to have their, their turkey? Huh. Um, I've never had, uh, you know, a fire um, per se, mm -hmm. but that's because uh, before I go in, I discern who's going to be there and uh, I try and think of what kind of conversations that uh, might take place uh, with certain people. Um I won't give an example because I don't know if they're listening and I don't want them to take it the wrong way. Right. Especially but. since this will be released before the video. <laughs> hey, uh, sit down. We have something to talk to you about. We we heard your podcast. <laughs> the only episode we listen to. We are not. We are not. So I've never had an actual situation where, uh, you know, I've, I've had to uh, uh, be on the defense or anything like that. But on the other hand, there hasn't been an opportunity where I felt the need to hide that I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. That I hold to the traditional values of, uh, of being a Christian, mm -hmm. the teachings of the church. Uh, I try my best to live them out every day. And um, yeah, I, I've never felt the need to, to hide that per se. But I have uh, taken into consideration who might be there. And I try and figure out the most tactful way uh, if the situation should arise to defend the faith. Yeah. I mean, we receive that charge at our confirmation, mm -hmm. you know, become soldiers of Christ, yeah, become soldiers of Christ and be ready to defend the church. Mm -hmm. So I'm always trying to figure out a way to, you know, maybe uh, play chess <laughs> so to say there's with what they're going to say there's something how, about yeah. tact right mm -hmm. and i think especially when you're the, and oftentimes you are you're you're not only the traditional the traditionalist of mm -hmm. the family 
if I mean, in your case, the Catholic of the family, the legitimate one, but also you're probably, I mean, the, the demographics don't lie. You're probably on the younger side. Mm -hmm. So that's already like two strikes out of three um, because, you know, your family's known you for in a way longer than you've known them consciously and kind of see your transformation. Um, and yeah, it's like, especially when you're very new to tradition, you know, there's that, that year, the two years where you just want to fight everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is a, is a charge to defend the faith. What did you say to me? What you say? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to go, bro? Are you clapping after mass, bro? <laughs> you know. What did you say about confession That's not right. being a requirement? Did you just call it a, a meal? <laughs> a communal meal? Did and you just call it the 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 wine and the bread? <laughs> did and you just call our blessed Lord that? And you'll go charging into anything, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, you will you will take fights and you'll, and you'll do a shotgun blast approach because, again, the reason once more why we are glad trads is because Becoming a traditionalist isn't a a badge of honor that I get to wear and, and flex on the rest of my family with. It's not a chip on your shoulder. Hey, yeah. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a chip <laughs> on your shoulder. It's it is supposed to be, you know, we we now know the reason for our for for our joy. You are having a more authentic understanding of Christ and therefore of Christ's church. Mm -hmm. Going to the traditional Latin Mass accepting the dogmas and tens of the faith as it's been taught for thousands of years having the the traditional devotions and the traditional prayers um abstaining from meat on friday and uh you know taking your day of rest and ease very seriously all those little pragmatic tips as a traditional catholic mm -hmm. these are supposed it, yeah. to inspire i mean this is this is the faith that won the world over it's a discipline it's mm -hmm. a discipline mm -hmm. and you know to go home and be angry right to go home and be the rad trad because uh, your aunt Susan fell away from the faith and now she has a chip on her shoulder too. And she remember, or, or your grandma, I don't have this in my family, by the way. My, my family is wonderful, but in the hypothetical universe, your grandma remembers the change. Oh, the nuns were horrible, but I went to 12 years of Catholic schools. So I know that I was so happy when that Sanctus got changed into a tambourine. Why would you want to go back to that? I mean, that kind of stuff. And so you have to understand that you can't win them all. There's some battles also that, you're you're not going to it doesn't seem to me like you're going to to actually do a lot of service for our lord by engaging in just wanting to like go in and like punch every apostate in the face mm -hmm. you know and even you know in my family you know again like they're they're for the most part with like some notable exceptions are so very are catholic at the core and they're very mm -hmm. solid and it's mass every sunday and it's living out devotions and sacraments and sacramentals are important in my family right. so what you don't want to do is you don't want to go home as a trad of the family and scoff because uh, your mom still prefers to go to the guitar mass down the road that she's gone to since you were a baby. Uh, and, and then suddenly call their Catholicism into doubt because they're not chanting in Latin along with you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, you know what? And it, it, that's, a, that's a great point because it's, again, we're talking about tact, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you can't see how that might not be the best approach to, you know, to share traditional Catholic values with your family. Yeah. Then I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you might have blinders on, you know, it's just, it's just most of the time it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say, um, I, I don't want people to misinterpret us when we say like, oh, you know, put it under a blanket, you know, put your faith under a blanket or right. something like that. Because there are, I think there, there are legitimate moments where, you know, 
the Holy Ghost is calling us to say something to our family. And those moments oftentimes are moments of charity. Charity is, uh, is something that we're, we're all called to. Um, and so in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it defines charity as the theological virtue by which we love God above all things for his own sake and our neighbor as ourselves for the love of God. So there are going to be moments where the Holy Ghost is uh, you know, giving you an opportunity to say something to your family or maybe you run into a situation in a conversation that Charity really is, uh, it is uh, prompting you to say something. I mean, let me give you a, a hypothetical situation. Uh, let's say that you uh, run into uh, a conversation. You know what's funny though, is, is actually, this is more common. This probably isn't even a hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. I think people genuinely will go home and there's gonna be a, a person in the family that brings something up like a hot button issue yeah like for example abortion yeah and they'll say oh yeah well you know i think it's uh it's a woman's right to choose i don't think in that moment the best thing to say or the best thing to do is to say nothing i think yeah. in that moment uh we're being prompted out of charity to to say no that's not correct mm -hmm. uh murdering a child in the womb is not a human <laughs> right yeah you know but then we also have to keep in perspective again going back to tact we have to keep in perspective that perhaps that family gathering is not the best place to have a longer conversation uh, about why that's wrong. Maybe in that situation, knowing that it's not the, the, uh, the best opportunity to get through to that person, um, you can say instead, look, you and I have a disagreement um, if you want to keep talking about it, I would love to. I think it would be really great, actually, yeah. for us to talk about this in detail. But um, why don't we trade numbers, cousin, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever, um, and and we can talk about it some other time. Here's my number. Reach out to me. I'll reach out to you. We'll talk about it some other time. Because this conversation right now maybe is going to derail our family event. That's right. You know? That's right. Because you know what happens is you get into it with your cousin and that that small disagreement, or in this case, a big disagreement, it, it all of a sudden has all the eye, the eyeballs of your family looking at it. And it very quickly turns into something emotional, yeah. illogical, and then the whole event derails. And that is the worst thing that you can do as a glad trap is <laughs> show up and ruin the party. That's, that's <laughs> right. Well, you are the party. Well, you're not ruining the party because, you, you know, you, are, you, you are. don't hold a, a backwards belief. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, you'll get blamed for it. There's a, there's, a, there's a quote that I've heard time and time again, and I can't, I don't know who to attribute it to, but I'm sure you've heard it, which is that truth without love is cruelty, mm. but love without truth is also cruelty. So if you... You know, and we're not talking about like the cousin who's just the, who's crazy, not going to listen whatsoever, but one who you think has an ability to to at least hear the truth. Uh, you know, it's all about tact. It's all about discernment, right? It's picking those battles for Christ properly. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to understand that if this is going to tear down the whole family, you know, you don't want you don't want to if you do truth without love, if you just 
open the doors to the family gathering, hurl the truth grenade, and then run out like nothing happened. And you, you can't act surprised when the building explodes and nobody's going to be talking to each other uh, until grandpa's funeral down the road. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that. And on the flip side, if you stay silent, well, he's just following his own path and doing his own thing or whatever. Uh, no, I mean, that's cruelty as well, because we're talking about as Catholics, we have an obligation as a church has an obligation, first and foremost, for the salvation of souls. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that charity is suddenly the antithesis of sound Orthodox teaching and vice versa. One can be extraordinarily charitable. I'm just talking about one can be very, very kind and loving. Uh, this is, and for me, that's authentic accompaniment. Mm -hmm. You'll hear that word thrown around so many times. But authentic accompaniment is doing exactly what Christ did and not morphing Christ into whatever vision we want of him. Christ sat with that woman at the well. And here's the thing, all throughout it, Christ unknew exactly what situation she was in. Uh, well, you know, go get your husband. Well, I've been married multiple times and the man I'm with now isn't my husband. Christ goes, yeah, you answered correctly. Mm -hmm. And I love you and I want you to come to the fullness of the truth, which is why I tell you that I'm going to give you uh, the, the eternal water. Mm -hmm. And so with your family members too, there's, there's a way to go about things because, you know, in my family, I'm very fortunate. The questions that are asked are oftentimes much more technical because everyone's pitching for the same side already. We talk about, uh, it, it really is just methodology that goes about it. I don't have a lot of family member members, although I have some notable ones who are doing things or holding ideas, which are contrary to the faith in a very deep way, contrary to the natural law, even as something like abortion is. And yeah, you have, you, you should try to see if you can plant a seed. The biggest thing for a lot of traditionalists is going to be the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I think, where you have to decide if you're going to go to the Latin mass up the road, or if you're going to go with the family to the, the Novus Ordo or whatever other uh, right it might be, but probably the Novus Ordo. Uh, in my family, the way that it's, it's my faith is developed, it means that, uh, you know, it's like, I don't want to rock the boat too much with my family because I love them to death. And since the Novus Ordo is, uh, is uh, obviously a legitimate form of the mass, it's not like you're betraying Christ or anything. But again, you have to factor intact. If the whole family wants to go out for one last hurrah on Sunday morning, and you have to be the one who has, who's so desperate to drive two hours out of the way, it might just be a good thing to take one for the team, you know, especially if you're pitching for the same side. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and it brings to mind uh, something that I've thought recently. Um, I think that it's worthy for you to go to, to the new mass if, if you have to. Um, it wouldn't be my personal choice. Yeah. I don't think it would be the personal choice of many people. Mm -hmm. um, and me, uh, from a, a personal perspective, I, I'm just afraid of, of going there and seeing liturgical abuse or whatever. Yeah. But um, Jesus is still there. And he has to put up with it. So you can too. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point, yeah. And, and one of the things that you can do at that mass is an act of reparation or for the fact, as a fact, like you can, you can do acts of reparation for a family member that's, mm -hmm. that's been, you know, astray or who holds a, a very, um, damaging belief. You could, you could always offer, offer up Holy communion for that person. If you're in a state of, of grace, 
um, you can do acts of reparation, like uh, bring a rosary, or you can give up uh, a certain dessert mm -hmm. a certain day, yeah. or coffee, or whatever. There's so many different things you can do. But yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. If it's going to cause a, a division in your family, um, that one Sunday out of the year that you get to see your family, just take it for the team, man. Yeah, just do it. Pitching from the same side. Yeah. Um, or you know, also is yeah, you know, not to not to think that that's the only option though. But the inverse is also true. You can this invite is, them. Too. This is a great yeah. opportunity to say to cousin, "Hey, you know, look, dude, I get it." I don't, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> right. Like, you know, uh, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a traditional Latin mass person. Now I, you have an ear for music or something like that. You, you gotta, you gotta come with me just this Sunday. You got mom, dad, you know, I, I, I see you guys only a couple times a year or something. Like, I love you guys greatly. Let me show you how my faith has developed because I was on the rocks a couple of years ago, you know, and now I'm on fire about the faith and it's, it's still, it's so authentically Catholic. This is why I'm smiling, you know. Mm -hmm. And to be a glad trad, honestly, is that, you know, again, there's such a deeper, authentic dive into Christ and Christ Church that hopefully somebody in your family, somebody in your circle should be interested in what that does because it does change your disposition. Yeah. If you're living it out uh, day to day, mm -hmm. you know, in your everyday life, people will notice it. That's that's absolutely right. And and it's like, well, what's going to shake you then? You know, you, you're you smart on what battles you pick. You make sure that you don't have a shotgun blast bar fest slug and you have to burn down uncle and auntie's house, you know, because you just had to tell, you know, you had to school everybody on what the what the real reason for the infiltration was or something like that. <laughs> uh, no, but instead it's, it's, it's going forward and understanding that, you know, God gives family is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people who, who really don't have families. Uh, not all of us are like Rudy here and have three turkey days in a, <laughs> a spectus player. Uh, but but it's true. Family is a blessing. And and even if if there are, are members who are outside of the faith or members that that are questionable about their beliefs, uh, we can we can use, we can give thanks to God for for this great kind of gift and offer back to him. And what's a better way than to care genuinely about the souls of of our family members? And that also means taking care of, of their facets as humans as well. You can care about someone's soul and also be mindful of their feelings. You can care about someone's feelings and also be mindful of their soul mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so don't feel like you know, you're, you're, you're fighting alone and that you can't win. Or don't even feel like you want to fight, for heaven's sake. I mean, again, there's, there's this desire when you become a, a traditional Catholic, I understand really, to make sure that you stay kind of in the lanes of, of, of orthodoxy that we see develop. Uh, and that's a good thing, by the way. And so you shouldn't lose that sense of identity just because you're out at a family gathering. But if you start really feeling like I'm the only fish out of water, nobody understands. Essentially, here's a better way of putting it. Essentially, if you get real angsty, teenage, whiny about it, take a step back and maybe reevaluate just for a moment. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's still a fight, but... Um... But you're playing chess. Yeah. You're being strategic. You know, um, you don't send in all your your troops into one one part of the battle. Oh, I do know? for chess. You do? Yeah. I mean, let's not play against each other, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm not a big chess player. Ooh. 
but uh, hey are you even a trad if you don't play chess <laughs> <laughs> i play checkers there we go <laughs> uh king me you know i don't want i don't want uh, one thing also i think that's that's nice about going back home though as a traditional catholic too is first off i think it's important real quick that you do check some of the internet culture out the door Mm-hmm. It's it's fun yes. it's fun to to laugh at Susan from the parish council until your aunt Susan is actually on the parish council uh, <laughs> until she's literally Susan. until she's literally <laughs> Susan from the parish council. But here's something else because of say this this uh, Amazon synod for instance that uh, last month uh, my dad who uh, who is a wonderful man is a very good Catholic he's not a, he's not a, a, a traditionalist he's a very like JP two kind I'd say. Um, but my dad, you know, texted me for the first time being like, what's this Pachamama stuff about? And I sent him back memes. Well, dad, uh, buckle well, up here. Let's sit because, you down. Uh... Here's Dr. Taylor Marshall. <laughs> first time I ever, first time I ever sent my dad a Dr. Taylor Marshall video. I was so proud of myself. I was like, yeah. Was it about the, the synod? Yeah, it was about the synod. The and synod? The synod. A, uh, we are not paid for by the Vatican. Um, yeah so we could say that but we are willing you know some of that money that went missing i'm more than happy to take it nah i don't want to be on the bankroll of that again. okay you're right never mind i scratched that <laughs> but no it's serious it's, it's like sponsored you know, by that's sponsored by sponsored by whoever the last finance head was before he got sacked anyway <laughs> but it's true there's there's kind of a, you know part of the joy part of the fun also is that you get to go home with people and you get to sit down and be like hey this is going on in my world and you can show them a, a trad meme you know, you can show them some of the, the fun stuff. You can show them how your parish choir sounds. Ours at St. Vitus is top notch. It's wonderful. You can you can show, you know, our priests. We had a uh, we had a, uh, a parish um, barbecue event where uh, one of our priests made ribs. And it was just exciting to see the whole uh, parish life really fulfill itself. So, again, just easy ways of sharing your life and sharing your faith in that very authentic experience without having to be so adversarial all the time. Yeah, you got to you got to come into it as a conversationalist. All right. You know, you're you're going in there, you're having you're having different uh moments in the gathering where you could pepper in things like that. Things that are important to you, things that are really wholesome and uh enriching not only for you but could be for them. Mm-hmm. And you have an, you have all kinds of speaking points that that you can bring into an event as a glad trad in your pocket in your little tool chest. Oh, my sister likes music. She hasn't been to mass in a long time. Hey, sis, I know you like music. the The polyphonic choir that we have is unreal. I cry every Sunday. Maybe you should come out sometime. I think you would really like it. That's a that's a talking point. Mm-hmm. That's a, a thing in common you have with them. Yeah. And it's it's authentic kind of witnessing. Yeah. And then later on you can have tougher conversations. Yeah. 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 I mean that's in my family, you know, I every year so I have a I have a sibling who's outside of the faith. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to hold a particular resentment for it. It's just kind of out. Which is good to I mean it's bad to be outside of the faith of course but it's it's a good place to be outside of the faith on because every holiday notably Christmas I say hey you know I'm the I'm the one I'm, I'm the one in the family to be able to do it just because of the, our sibling dynamic hey uh how about you come to Christmas mass with me and she's been very receptive uh she's been extremely warm and reciprocal I haven't taken her to her to a traditional Latin mass yet 
uh, and I could not take her to the the Christmas vigil one, or the Easter vigil one, because mm-hmm. that would uh, that probably kill her. <laughs> but you know, I think that a normal like uh, missa cantata would would do her some good, maybe. And if not, at the very least, you planted a seed again. And um, the point of all is you're having a good time doing it. Again, it's your family. You're going to be stuck with them for a while. And it's not like you shouldn't expect, especially for family members that you maybe want to go and really see where they're at with their faith. And, and if you're if you're good and grounded enough to really help them see the authenticity of the faith, uh, you're stuck with these people for years. And our transformations as traditional Catholics didn't happen overnight. Yeah, it's a, it, and it's it's almost like sanctification, but it's a process. You pick up things every month that's just a little more authentic in your walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. You learn a different prayer. You learn a different language in that prayer. Uh, you you cut a habit. You grow a you grow a virtue, and so you know it's something that you have to just take stock on. If there's a little seed that's planted at this Thanksgiving, who knows? If, you know, exchange numbers. Maybe you'll be able to see them a little bit or something. And who knows? Now by next Thanksgiving, you might be having a really serious talk with your your cousin who was very pro-abortion or something last year and then this year goes well you know i'm not i'm not so sure all that kind of stuff and that's a step in the right direction yeah it's pretty cool because there's there's always an opportunity uh if if god is is presenting the opportunity for you to speak to a family member you're gonna know yeah you're gonna feel that tugging in your in your heart to say something and i remember there was a birthday party that i i went to at my mom's house uh, I can't remember whose birthday it was, but at the end of the night, everything started winding down. And there was a few moments with uh, with my mom where it was just a one-on-one conversation. And um, I felt that at that moment, I was being prompted to to ask her, you know, maybe maybe it's time to go to confession. Have you ever thought about going going to confession and being able to receive our blessed Lord in a state of grace. You know, I've, I've never actually seen my mom receive uh, Holy Communion. And um, I felt at that moment, you know, I, I was uh, I was getting a little bit disheartened, you know, like, oh, my mom's older now and I would like to see her, you know, eventually, you know, come back to the church and be practicing again and, you know, to share that, that with my mom. She believes in God. It's just... You know, yeah, she's, just... she's just kind of fallen away from the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a beautiful opportunity because it wasn't um, it wasn't a confrontation. It was a conversation. It was a, it was about, hey, mom, I, I would really love to, to see that, you know, and and you could receive our blessed Lord in the Eucharist. That would be incredible. And she's like, you know what? I I would be open to that, you know, so. We're still trying to figure it out how, how we're going to make it. You know? I'm I'm always but. I'm always in awe of how long uh, Saint Monica prayed for Saint Augustine mm. because mm. Augustine was middle, was middle aged and had a kid and had actually fled North Africa to Rome and had met Saint Ambrose and had done all the things and then done them over again, living a debaucherous lifestyle, living a very yep. debaucherous lifestyle before he came into the fullness of, of the faith and confessions detail that. You know, I have a kind of similar situation because. Mm-hmm. My sister had been outside of the faith, but this past, honestly, three months ago, we were able to get my six-year-old nephew baptized. Wow. And that's huge. We, and, you know, my parents could have done it on their own, right? But they were like, listen, like your sister has to, she has to be there. She has to be receptive. And I remember I sat down with her a couple months before the baptism and I said, look, I know, I'm like, let's make no modicums about it. Like, I know you're outside the faith and I don't know why, because there's never been like a strong enough reason, but you are. 
but I see the soul of, of my nephew and, you know, I think that you see it too because he knows the prayers and I've seen you pray with him and he does the sign of the cross. And I mean, this kid's incredible. And you see why Christ says in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to be like a child. Mm. So please give some thought to, to his baptism. I mean, the, if, if it's for you, if it's nothing at worst, it doesn't like, it doesn't affect you whatsoever, but in reality, it's everything. And she was like, receptive to it. And so we had him baptized. Uh, thanks be to God. And I know that, you know, oftentimes as parents, you live vicariously through your children, a part of you does. And also, you know, your children being gifts from God can bring that, hopefully that the understanding of, of what the value of a soul is back to it. So I, I pray for my sister constantly because I think that was a tremendous step forward. It's not the ultimate thing, but what's funny about those sorts of things, especially with family members who have fallen away, is that they're just a confession away from from absolution. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... I mean, for, for someone who's been away for years, it's probably going to take a while, but they really are just a confession away from, from all the wonders of, of the church being the graces that God pours out being back on them. And especially when you're a traditionalist, you're, you become so keen to what sort of graces flow from Holy Mother Church because of, of what Christ's sacrifice means at each and every mass. Yes. How, can, how can you not tell these people who you love, hey, I love you because I love you. I want your soul's to be saved for heaven's sake. Yes, that is that is true charity, to uh, to desire the best for that person, which is to to have a, an authentic relationship with Christ. And you you can't ever get tired of loving your family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy. I, I mean, yeah, I come from a broken family. It's hard to to love some of the people in our our family um sometimes i have to love them from a distance but um but regardless you have to love them why because we have the model of christ how much did christ love us well he loved us so much that he offered his life on the cross so we have to offer up also our our you know our uh, difficulties are maybe uh, difficult relationships. Like we have to, we have to offer that up too, and and continue loving those people because that, as well as prayer, and constantly, you know, trying your best to get that person to happy heaven. That that is what's most important. That is true charity. You're praying for them. You're um, not giving up on them. You uh, find opportunities to try and and help them on their journey back to the church, back mm-hmm. to Christ. And um, what else is there? I mean, it's just uh, family is 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 the only thing that you have at the end of the day. No, it's all you got. They're the ones who come to bat for you. Yeah, I'm gonna change gears and ask a question real quick. Do you think it's a sin to shop on Thanksgiving for stuff on Thanksgiving Day? On Thanksgiving Day. Hmm. I would I would say try not to. Are you even a, are you even a trad if you forego your family to shop on Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're more of a trad if you don't shop. Put your phone away, people. Put like, your phone don't away. have your phone out. Try and talk to your family. Try and have a conversation with them. And don't just get through it because you want a Black Friday shop the next day. Are you excited for Black Friday? Do you do that? No, and here's why: because online exists. 
I don't think Black Friday is a thing anymore. I don't. I don't I, think it I is either. I don't think either. the pricing is there. Well, I also. I don't think. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think the pricing is there. And also, here's the other thing too: the fight compilations on YouTube have just gotten considerably worse lately. Did you watch that? No, of course not. Ooh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, it looks like I got to go just play. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, that is a nice, look, I'll tell you this right now. So I love, I love the concept of Thanksgiving. Now I say the concept, not because I like have any real restrict thing against Thanksgiving. I just, the like, I'm not really a turkey person, but I am like a cranberry kind of person, you know? So mm-hmm. like, like the stuff that comes in the can, you know, like. You like that? I like it because uh, it comes out of the can and you can see like it's the shape the of the ridges. can. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of canned um, jelly or whatever it is. Wow. I like the wow, actual raspberry sauce. Oh, the actual raspberry. Well, you I know, like, I like a chef to go and buy the cranberries. Oh, and yeah. Bur- you're, boil you're them down. I'll tell you this right now. When you have three Thanksgivings like this guy does, I suppose you can take your your pick of the, of the, <laughs> your, the cream of the crop, right? <laughs> yeah. Some well, of us have to get what we get and not throw a fit. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm hosting Thanksgiving, oh, it'll probably change because it's going to take a long time. I I wanna, you know, I want to be at one of your hosted Thanksgivings. I'm going to bring nothing but canned cranberry stuff. I mean, if you want to do that, that would be your offering. I'm, you know, I'll tell you this right now about Black Friday. It's, it's not that I go out and like really look for stuff. There's, there's typically one item that, oftentimes electronics. You might as well just wait till Cyber Monday, but it starts earlier every year. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, this year I think I might want to like get a new monitor. So I just peruse on Amazon until I see a new monitor. Yeah. Uh, which I guess it's not as hectic on the on the on the front for black friday right but i do feel sorry for like all the elect like the workers on the back end who just have to ship everything everywhere um yeah holidays are tough guys holidays are tough guys which is which is why you need to keep it in in perspective i mean thanksgiving it's a time to to reflect on all I mean, the, the great gifts that god has showered us and with. it's it's thanksgiving mm-hmm. and you know what no one ever asks is well not just what are we giving thanks for but who are we giving thanks to did your family have the tradition where you guys like hold hands and say what you're thankful for? Um, we don't hold hands, but we do the thankful thing. Oh, they just can't stand you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say is this. Well, I have clammy hands. So. Oh, can I feel? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, the uh, so my family does because we love each other. <laughs> Yikes. <Yeah. laughs> no, but you know, one thing also that kind of an important almost evangelization thing you know or just like to get your family interested in where your your journey is with your faith because again i'm in terms of the scope of my life i'm relatively new to the traditional catholic thing uh it's not very different in terms of my you know again i, I grew up pretty orthodox catholic thank god mm-hmm. i didn't have any of those trying times that a lot of very very staunch good traditionalists went through in order to rediscover the authenticity of their faith this is just a natural progression but maybe for you, this is a night and day kind of thing. Um, and so to stand up and say, you know, at the end of the day, family is a gift from God. And I'm so blessed to have family. And I, I recognize that because the core of this family is, is, is the Catholic faith. The core of what, what structures and makes me understand how valuable family is, is the fact that God, God blessed it, you know. 
that, that man and woman join together, that they be fruitful and multiply, that the, the modicum of, of relatives who love you and care for you and those souls who are so intimately tied with yours. So maybe this for Thanksgiving, you stand up and you say, you know, I'm, I am grateful for my faith and not just in the platitude way that everyone mm -hmm. means it, but, but genuinely, I mean, faith is a gift from God. It's a gift that you've responded positively to. It's like grace. You respond positively to grace, which comes from God. And then you drop the mic. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, and then the you canned drop the mic. Sauce. You kick the ham or the turkey. You dab out yeah. just perfectly. <laughs> Talk about a shotgun approach. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. <laughs> uh, this is typically mad, Chad. Go. Are you mad about anything, Rudy? I'm mad, but I'm composed. Whoa. I don't know how to rhyme that. So uh, I'm just going to go to, I'm just going to say mad trads or mad trads who are composed. How's that? You know, when, when composed you, trads, you know, when you do something wrong and you know, your mom says, oh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Oh, it's, it's almost worse. Oh no. This is disappointed trads. Okay. Disapp so <laughs> look, I mean, I, I've come to not really expect all that much from the USCCB, okay? Can I, I get some orans again in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I don't expect that much from them. Yeah, no. And yet, I'm still disappointed. Why? Because of Bishop McElroy. Mm-hmm. There was a conversation that was taking place in one of the meetings about whether or not to uh, contain a specific verbiage in a passage that was spoken by the Pope. Uh, and, and the argument was whether or not to keep uh, the preeminence of abortion being, uh, you know, like- The top issue the facing top issue the world. Yeah. Facing the world uh, in, that, in that verbiage that they were trying to pass for whatever, whatever it was. I can't remember what it is. And, um, there was a lot of talk of saying that it is not a preeminent issue, which is just so disappointing. It's just so disappointing and disheartening to hear that mm -hmm. because it's so clear that there is a division between good bishops and bad bishops. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how how is it that that you could think possibly, how can you do the mental gymnastics to say, that abortion is not a preeminent issue. Are you kidding me? You know what's funny is first off to say like the the division of good and bad bishops is so there. And so just as, as Bishop McElroy said those things, I very much like uh, it was Bishop Strickland who got it first. And all he said is uh, preeminence needs to stay. And Bishop Chaput as well. Yeah. And then he sat down and Bishop Chaput came along and, and brought the actual power to it. Yeah. Um, two, you know, two thirds. So the vote, by the way, in case anyone knows what we're trying to talk about, the USCCB, our lovely bishops conference, uh, which I should say just as a technicality, because sometimes there's a little confusion on the pronouncements of the U USCCB. It's not magisterial. No. So to them producing a document on gun control or migration or racism or whatever. Or ecological sins. Or I'm sorry, ecological sins. Yeah. Anything that's not particularly Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you listen, there are your bishops, so you have to listen to what they say. But is it a matter of faith and morals, which is incumbent upon your Catholic soul? Probably not. Most of the time, probably not. But still, that discussion of abortion and diminishing it the way that 
that that particular bishop did it's just even though it's not a dogmatic constitution we know what it, it, means. it does so much damage to the faithful and you know what it is honestly here's the funny thing it's not that it there's a there's an equivalency going on here that does not stand abortion is equal to these other sorts of issues going on in the world like sea turtles and straws the answer is we're talking about the killing of not only uh babies in the womb but like the smallest most fragile human beings that we have the most fragile souls with a corpus around them are being destroyed yeah that's the top issue and it affects everything because the moment that we say that life isn't safe it doesn't be wherever it begins oh it's completely depends to the person's subjective choices. And then we say it's no longer sacred. If life itself isn't sacred, then nothing else, then why are the sea turtles sacred? Why, why would you talk about gun control or immigrant rights or whatever else they try to equate it with? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, my biggest disappointment is this. And so first off, if you haven't already, um, Dr. Taylor Marshall has a very good video on a wrap up of the USCCB conference. Uh, Patrick Coffin has a very good video about it as well. So those are two very good resources if you just want to kind of figure out. The USCCB is it's a it's a boardroom meeting. When we hear about bishop expensive one, unexpensive too. one, people, the annual budget is 130 million for the USCCB. Uh, that's a whole can of Patrick Coffin's video is very good because he talks about how the Catholic Relief Services get 64% of its money from, from, from Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. And that's important, by the way, because it means that we're not going to be very Catholic in our outlook if we're getting money from an institution that doesn't really like the actual authentic Catholic faith. And just remember, too, that he who pays the piper plays the tune. Aye. Yeah. So. Now you heard, of course, now listen, a couple of Sundays ago, we heard to give Caesar to Caesar and what's God to God. So we're not, we're not advocating for the, the monarchist revolt just yet. But you know, what's funny is we read about good holy bishops like, like St. Athanasius or, or St. Nicholas. I mean, St. Athanasius is a perfect example. I mean, the church woke up and it was Arian one day mm -hmm. and here's a guy who's been cast out and he's ha he's got to stand up and say something. And he does. St. Nicholas hopped up from a council meeting to punch the heretic Arius in the face, which is probably the best thing ever. I mean, imagine when you watch these guys kind of conduct their meetings and talk about something, there's no, there's no joy of the faith. There's no gladness about it. There's no prayer. There's no prayer. There's no rosary. They don't talk about Christ. They don't talk about bringing the authentic Catholic witness. It is it is legitimately just a meeting of talking points. And they might as well be company executives who don't care about what's really going on on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny is uh, I heard this point made for, especially after the summer of shame, talking about being accessible and accountable as a bishopric for this country. They meet at a Marriott hotel that's inaccessible to the faithful. Apparently there were some bishops, Bishop Strickland amongst them, who, who outside actually praying a rosary with some of the uh, lay people. The pro-life Yeah, the pro-life uh -huh. people, which is wonderful to see. Yeah. So look, the point is this, we should know our good priests and our good bishops. For our good bishops especially, it's extremely important to support them. For, for our bishops who are middling though, I mean, the fact of the matter is that a third of the bishops voted to say that abortion was not the preeminent issue. 69 of them did. That's a very unfortunate chunk. And there are a lot of men who have obviously decided to not say anything legitimately stalwart about the faith, to write out their pensions and, and write out the, the faithful's kind of dime. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't want to rock the boat. But to be a bishop once upon a time was a guaranteed martyrdom. In St. Nicholas's time, it was a guaranteed martyrdom. Yes. So these are people who knew that in their short time, they had to, for the sake of Christ and Christ's church, rock the boat. 
So pray for the bishops, even those who, who you might say, well, I, I seem to be against. Uh, yeah, especially pray for the bad ones. Yeah, especially for the bad ones. And um, entrust them into the the um, the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, entrust your family into the intercession of our Blessed Mother um, for their conversion and, and really for a return to orthodoxy and true doctrine. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to episode two of the Glad Chad podcast. If you liked what we had to say, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell, smash that like button. Does that sound right, Rudy? Does that sound like the talking points? Yes, uh, <laughs> we're on multiple platforms. We are. So if you'd like to share the podcast, we um, we put up on YouTube, share on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification icon uh, so that you're always informed when we uh, release a new video. We're also on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and um, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google's Podcasting. Yes. Uh, essentially, we're all good podcasts are sold. And if you'd like to help us out, not only with your prayers, please keep us in your prayers as well. Um, write a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitchers or wherever you're listening to uh, to us. Uh, write a review and and help us to get uh, more listeners and get the word out. Yeah, by all means, yeah, please share this podcast. Uh, we are starting from the ground up, but we are very very excited about it, and uh, we we love sharing the joy of of the of the trad side of catholicism the side the side your mom doesn't want you to know you know that's us (laughs) (laughs) all right guys have a happy thanksgiving god bless you and mary keep you adios see ya